This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight on Huckabee, Nicole Maliotakis, Kathy Lee Gifford, Christian and Scooby's Canine Acrobatics, and Grammy Award winner Ray Stevens. Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Huckabee! All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What a great crowd. Thank you guys for being here. And thank all of you who are watching this week. You know, we're just a few days away from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Keith, what kind of week have you had getting ready for the big turkey? Well, you know, during this time of all things, I I think a lot about my dad, you know, and how much I miss him. And we used to talk a lot about what it was to be a man and he helped prepare me for adulthood. And, you know, a lot of things have changed since Dad was around. Basically, being an adult now, you just look up things on Google. Yeah, that's that's kind of like all there is left to do anymore. <laughs> that's about it. Well, you, you, you know what they say, adulting is hard. It right? really yeah. is. Uh, Very difficult. Hey, you know what? Apparently, counting is hard, too, because the elections were almost three weeks ago. And votes are still being counted and ballots are turning up having just been found. Look, American Idol can tabulate 100 million ballots in an hour on a live show. But we can't get the votes straight in all 50 states in three weeks? Come on! Hey, you know what no one is talking about? Florida. Remember back in 2000 when the national joke was the Hanging Chads? Sounds like a rock band, doesn't it? The Hanging Chads! Well, let's give some credit where credit is due. Florida's governor at the time was Jeb Bush. And to his credit, he realized what a national embarrassment that election was for the state of Florida. And he worked with the legislature and the county election officials all across Florida, and he created one of the most efficient, safe, and trusted election systems in the nation. On election night this year, Florida quickly and efficiently counted millions of votes across two time zones without a bit of controversy, and they were able to announce undisputed results early in the evening. So the reforms that Florida enacted in the wake of the disastrous 2000 election have become a model. Now, the next president, whether Donald Trump retains the office or Joe Biden is sworn in, ought to appoint Jeb Bush to lead a national ballot integrity initiative that will propose ways to regain the trust of the American public that their votes are being counted properly and only the votes of legal and properly registered voters even get counted. I mean, if we can't do that, then we got two choices. 
either contract the producers of American Idol to do it for us, <laughs> or just officially announce that we are no longer a free nation where we elect our leaders, but a dictatorship with make-believe elections to humor the masses, but to ignore their will. In the meantime, we will observe Thanksgiving this week, and there are plenty of turkeys this year. I'm not even talking about the bird. I'm talking about the elected officials around the country who are telling us not to have Thanksgiving with our families for fear of COVID. Hey, folks, I am really careful about the virus, probably more than you would believe. I mean, I wear my mask, I wash, I sanitize, I socially distance, and I don't shake hands. I bump elbows instead. But fear is not going to be my driving force when it comes to my family at Thanksgiving. It's especially offensive when the politicians impose on us rules they don't follow themselves. I mean, California Governor Gavin Newsom issued orders for California citizens not to eat out. But he did because he thinks he's better than the little people he orders around. And it's not unlike Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who prohibited the people of her city from getting haircuts, but she got one because she said she had to make public appearances. Look, Nancy Pelosi also visited the salon without a mask, a salon that was closed to the public, but they opened it up just for her. And just this week, Senator Dianne Feinstein was seen going into a hearing room, not wearing the magic mask that everyone else in the Capitol is required to wear. Here's the bottom line. Look, the elections are frustrating enough, but we need to worry about the kind of people who are getting elected and who think it is their job to tell us how to live, but then who ignore the very rules that they imposed on the rest of us. Maybe the reason that some of the elections are so messed up is because the officials running them also think that it's their job to force us to live in a way they have no intention of living. So sure, be careful this Thanksgiving, I get that. But the purpose of Thanksgiving is to thank God for our freedom. And there is a reason. There is a reason that Thanksgiving is not celebrated in North Korea or China. And folks, I don't want to be like them. I don't. Well, so far, one of the biggest takeaways of the 2020 election cycle is how hopelessly wrong the polls were. Democrats were expected to pick up a huge number of seats in the House, but instead, they've lost nine seats. And of the numerous freshman congressmen heading to D.C., 17 of them are conservative pro-life women. And this week, I sat down with, yeah, let's give them a hand. That is a good thing. Good thing. Earlier this uh, week, I sat down with Congresswoman-elect Nicole Maliotakis, who says that she's putting together her own anti-socialist freedom squad that will counter AOC and the radical left. Well, Congresswoman-elect Nicole, welcome. Congratulations. What a big victory for you in New York. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And it is a big victory. New York City now has a Republican representing our great city in Washington. Most people probably at the beginning of this race said, you cannot defeat an incumbent Democrat congressman in one of the boroughs of New York. You represent mostly Staten Island, but a part of Brooklyn as well. Uh, this was historic. It was uh, a stunning upset in a time when 
uh, all the predictors were saying, oh, the Democrats will have many, many more seats. They'll sweep. It'll be a huge victory. What did the pollsters and the pundits miss? Well, you know, they didn't know this district and that the people in this community love our law enforcement officers. They want law and order. Public safety is a big issue in New York City. As you know, reading the papers, you know, uh, crime has soared in our city, unfortunately, under one-party Democratic rule. The city has just gone way too far to the left under people like Mayor de Blasio and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The mayor cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget. Bail laws passed at the state level have turned out to be a disaster. Shootings, murders, burglaries, car thefts all have gone up. And our community is experiencing a deterioration in a quality of life that we haven't had before. And so people wanted to speak out and say enough is enough, that they did not want uh, one-party Democratic rule. They see the importance of having a balance and having at least one Republican's perspective in Washington. I'm sure you got a congratulatory call from Mayor de Blasio and probably from your soon-to-be colleague, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. When did they call? I can tell you that, uh, you know, we we haven't heard from them, but, you know, I'll tell you why we haven't heard from them, because they know that I'm going to go to Washington and hold them accountable. Right now, there's no one in our congressional delegation who has held our mayor accountable. This guy has squandered billions of dollars in taxpayer money, whether it be his wife's Thrive NYC program, whether it be the Renewal Schools program, which has been a total disaster. Uh, whether it be the way that they're handling New York City Housing Authority. And look, we have the right as taxpayers to know where our federal dollars are going that we're giving the city. And so I'm going to be pushing for clarity. I want accountability. I want to make sure that the funds that we're giving for law enforcement or for transit or for uh, housing are being used appropriately and what they're supposed to be used for. So that's number one. Secondly, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez knows that I'm going to be pushing back and, and being a counter voice. And it's a much needed view, not only in New York City, but across America. And I don't know if your viewers know, but look, the socialist agenda is picking up support in New York City in certain corners. Six additional members of the state legislature from the Socialist Party will be going to Albany in January. And they're putting up a slate of candidates against the New York City Council. So it's spreading and we need to stop it. And the way we do that is in her backyard. Nicole, it seems like there's so many people leaving New York. I mean, there's a mass exodus of folks who are getting out, especially uh, higher income people, business owners, businesses no longer want to domicile in New York because of the socialist attitude. Do the leaders there not see the connection between their far left policies and the exit of jobs and money from New York? You know, know, this is something we talk about all the time. People are voting with their feet. They're leaving our community. New York's biggest export is becoming its people. And we need to stop. And the only way we're going to stop that is by reversing the policies that have made crime increase, the quality of life decrease, and have increased the cost of living, which means, you know, increasing taxes by, by Mayor de Blasio. That has to stop. And we need more Republican voices to push back, uh, to serve as a balance. And certainly I'm going to be working these next two years uh, to reverse some of the policies that have been put in place. We already had some reversals with the bail law where we were able to add homicide, manslaughter, felony drug charges back onto the list in which a judge can use discretion to set bail and hold some 
somebody. But we had to fight seven months for that, for that common sense. Uh, so, so these are the challenges we have because we are over, uh, over, overwhelmingly outnumbered. But uh, I think my seat was a great start. And if we can get a new mayor next year, uh, we'll be on the right course. You and I first met, uh, so that our audience will understand, on a trip to Israel, your first experience there. Uh, th that's an important part for many of us who believe that the United States and its relationship to Israel is critical for all of the stability of the Middle East. What perspective will you be taking uh, to Congress as a result of having seen firsthand uh, the land of Israel and having met its leaders? Well, I can tell you, and you and I visited the embassy in Jerusalem, uh, something very significant and so important to the people that I represent. And of course, uh, President Trump has done a wonderful job. And not only that, uh, but ensuring that there is more peace and stability. And it's, it, you know, we have to continue to work to expand that. And I think it's very, very important that we make sure that the people of Israel know that the United States is still an ally. When you have individuals like Ilan Omar on the Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, that mixes up that message. Uh, and the fact that Nancy Pelosi gave someone like her, who is you know, anti-Semitic, anti-Israeli, uh, Israel, uh, a seat on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a seat on the Financial Services Committee when she wants to destroy capitalism and free enterprise and uh, basically dismantle the U.S. economy, is very dangerous. And I think that's one of the reasons you saw us pick up so many seats in this Congress, uh, which now the number keeps growing, but last I checked, it was 17 women uh, in the Republican Party coming to Congress, which is amazing. It is amazing. It's historic. And nobody saw that coming except, I think, people like you who went out there and talked to the people. 30 seconds left. Just a real quick response of personally, when you walk up to the Capitol, you look up there and you say, I'm going to Congress. What do you what do you think? Yeah. Look, I'm the immigrant of a Greek immigrant, and my mother's a Cuban refugee. In one generation, their daughter's going to be a United mm. States congresswoman. That is what makes this country so truly special. I want to fight to preserve our freedoms, our liberties, stop socialism. And that's what I'm here to do and pr make sure we deliver for our community and also make sure we protect our great nation. You are everything that America stands for. Nicole, thank you. Congratulations. Good luck and God bless. I appreciate it. Thank you. Special thanks to newly elected Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. And be sure to follow her on social media. First, you got to learn how to spell her name. That's a challenge. That's why we put it on the screen for you. Also, learn more about the Congresswoman at her website, NicoleMaliotakis.com. Coming up, daytime television star Kathy Lee Gifford, plus country music Hall of Famer Ray Stevens celebrates 50 years of his hit, Everything is Beautiful. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Special guests include Ronnie Milsap, Matthew 
Shonda Pierce, and more. Spend the holidays with Huckabee. Hey, welcome back. Now, you all know and you love my next guest as the four-time Emmy Award-winning host of The Today Show, as well as live with Regis and Kathy Lee. She is a singer, songwriter, playwright, actress, and author. That means she's disgusting. She just does everything. I bet she cooks, too. What do you bet? She's got a brand new book called It's Never Too Late, and also a great kid's book. It's called Hello, Little Dreamer. I want you to welcome the absolutely amazing Kathy Lee Gifford. Studio 54. Sorry, I just. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, normally I would have given you a big hug and. It's hard not to hug you. It is. It's hard not to hug you. You're a hugger. Well, I am. I grew up in the South. You know, know. it's what we do. That's why I moved here because people love to hug, and it's so hard right now, isn't it? COVID is killing our social, just normalcy. I I don't even. We were meant to look in each other's eyes and see each other's smiles and tell each other we got food in our teeth. We're supposed (laughs) to be able to do that. Nobody knows that anymore. real friends do. You know, I told somebody, though, the mask is a good thing because I haven't brushed my teeth since March. You know, I can go around. (laughs) You know, you can smell things through that. (laughs) You know, the worst part, seriously, is going through the airport and everybody's a zombie. You're in the concourses and it used to be that, you know, you could look at people's faces. They were either smiling or frowning. Yeah. Now you have no idea. No, I was just on a, a movie set uh, de- uh, directing a new film, and I love working with my crew. Yeah. And I tell you, if I, I was two weeks or three weeks, if I ran into them today, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know who they are. Yeah. I never got to see their face. Yeah. It's just not right. It's not right. It, it is a tough time. Thankfully, you have a new book out, and it's called "It's Never Too Late." Well, it isn't. Uh, you you know? know, and and you are living proof of somebody. I mean, you had the world by the tail, four Emmys. You have all these things going on. You're, you know, the queen of television in New York, and you just say, I'm going out of here. I'm going to move to Nashville. And you beat the crowd because since COVID, a lot of other people are doing the same thing. Yeah. What was it that you just sort of got triggered enough to say, I'm I'm done with this? It was cumulative. It was. um, I've been an actress and a singer all my life, and I'd gotten off a different road. It was a different path. It was the Lord's path for me. He used me mightily on network television. He put me, that was a ministry. Trust me, that was a ministry. I had opportunities to share uh, the gospel uh, with people that don't, Hate the Bible. Yeah. Never were going go to go down the aisles of a church, and never. But I was in a position where I would be able to, to share my faith with them. Yeah. And uh, and lots of miracles happened. I talk about a lot of them in the book. Uh, the different people, everybody from Evil Knievel to Howard Stern to, to you know Al Pacino. Who has a life like that? I'm yeah. Waldo. My life. Yeah. I look back on my life and I go. Who? Oh, that's me. I'm Waldo. What yeah, am I doing everybody. there? Everybody. Everybody. And everybody loves you. Kathy Lee, I've never, no, seriously, I've never met anyone. I've never heard, I know there, I'm sure, critics. But generally, unlike some of us, you know, who have alienated half of America, <laughs> uh, you are universally beloved. You're, well, thank and, and, you. I, w- I wish that was true. You haven't read my, <laughs> my Twitter feed. But, um, but I don't pay any attention to it, you know. 
Thank you, sweetie. There's the one woman I See, hired you to go. be with us You got tonight. fans right here. God love you. Right here. I'm going to give you a raise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think the older you get, especially the older I've, I've gotten, I'm down to uh, just such a small amount of people whose opinions truly hmm. matter. And his is the only one that truly yeah. matters. And I want to please him. I knew when I was supposed to go, when I was supposed to leave Regis. If you're walking every day with the Lord, he tells you. Yeah. He says, show me your ways, Lord, and, and you teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. Mm. And he will. That's the thing. The story of my life, and this is like my 20th book, it's like the same book. It's different stories, but it's the story of God's faithfulness to me. Mm. And, and, and my attempt in my feebleness and in my weaknesses to be... Uh, to be found worthy of his, his great blessings. And I'm, I've had an amazing, extraordinary life, but even at the age of now 67, and, and you know, most people are, you know, the, the, they're, I've been on the cover of AARP more than anybody <laughs> else, I think. I'm, but I'm like a poster woman for this woman who just won't give up. Yeah. I mean, Dolly Parton's the same way. A lot of us are and like And she this. wrote the forward of your book, Dolly which is beautiful. A great, great She's, testament to you. You know, a, Dolly, I met 40 years ago right here mm. in Nashville. Met Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers. He was just on, on set with me in, in Utah. I met so many people there in Nashville. But I moved back because I couldn't take the culture of chaos anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The and I, every time I was writing a movie with, for my friend uh, Craig Ferguson called Then Came You, and I was co-writing all the music with a great songwriter here in, in Nashville named Brett James. So I was coming down all the time to write the music, do the videos, produce the music. It was a year. Yeah. And I'd get on the plane on a Sunday night and i go, why am I so happy? Yeah. I didn't want to go back yeah. to this cushy job, all the success, all the most beautiful home. I mean, I'm just grateful, grateful for my blessings. But you know what, Governor? That my home had become this home where I raised our children, where Frank's ashes are, yeah. where, you know, uh, dogs, all, you know, our, my life for, for, for 30 years is in that home. And I couldn't even toast the, the, the sunset anymore with, because it was empty. My children were in California. My, son, my husband had passed. And I was dying of loneliness, mm. literally dying of loneliness. Wow. And I knew I had to make a change. And the one of the first lines in the, my movie then came you is like, honey, I love you, but I've, I've got to make new memories of the old ones are going to kill me. And I'm not ready to die. Beautiful thought. And, and you know what? God's going to tell but us when we're that, done because he'll take us home. I think that's the beauty of your story. And it's never too late is that yeah. it's never too late. A lot of people say, oh, time has passed me by. There's nothing new I can right. start. And what you do in this book through some poetry and through Lyrics. songs mm -hmm. and all the things that are a part of it is to say, no, no, no. Yeah, if you, that's if the world telling you that stuff. Yeah. That's not what the Lord's saying. The Lord is saying, as long as you got a pulse, you got a purpose. Well, so one let's thing, get to work. I, I've got to mention before our time runs out, Hello Little Dreamer is the children's book which I'm going to take to my grandchildren I'll and read sign them it for to you them. Like, sure. I would love for you to. Yeah, this is but, the adult version because those dreams, Governor, yeah. you know, what, that, that God places in our mother's womb, our dreams are they being knit together in that secret place he talks about in the Psalms. And they're every bit as important on the, on the, on the making. They make us who we are when yeah. we come out and then we develop them. And the dreams that I had as a little girl are the dreams that I'm following now at this point in my life. Which is a beautiful, beautiful it, thing. Hey, now that you live in like Nashville, yes. you've got to promise me that you will come back regularly since it's close by. And let's have you on as a regular, because I love your spirit. I oh, love you. Thank you, God. And 
I'm so glad you're close by. Thank you're you darling, and I'd be delighted to. Thank you so much. Well, I'll have my agent call you. Okay, please do. <laughs> I will take the call. I will take the call. Thank you, Kathy Lee, for joining us. I hope that we will see you often. Hey, we love keeping up with all you're doing, and Keith Bilbrey's going to tell us a little about how to do that. Well, you can pre-order It's Never Too Late and Hello Little Dreamer now on Amazon. And go to Kathy's website for her books, music, and check out Kathy's new film, A Godwink Christmas, Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel. Now, stay where you are because Ray Stevens is coming up on Huckabee. For over five decades, Country Music Hall of Fame member Ray Stevens has been putting tears in eyes and smiles on faces with touching sentimental songs and his signature comedic ditties that get stuck in your head till you're all walking around the house singing about a Mississippi squirrel loose in church, hits like Everything is Beautiful, Misty, The Streak, and Guitars and showcase the dynamic range of this musical genius. To no one's surprise, Ray's always been able to Find a little humor while couch-bound during COVID living. We think we could all use a little lightening up, so here now to perform his latest, the quarantine song is Ray Stevens! I wash my hands. I don't touch my face. Stay at home, shelter in place. I social distance, I don't go to work. I wear a mask and gloves and stay away from church. I avoid old folks, and should I sneeze? Six feet apart That is my room And I pray for the day The kids can go back to school I'm washing my hands Like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix PBS and the BBC I've taken down all my nerves Cause I'm sick of what I see And two more weeks of this quarantine Will be the death of me Death of me I risk a trip To the grocery store to buy TP and a few things more. But when I get there, all I can find is 16 honey buns and some mad dog wine. I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with old 
watch Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. And I've taken down all my mirrors cause I'm sick of what I see. Two more weeks of quarantine gonna be the death of me. You know, they say this is war, but we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Porkchop Hill. We can just lie here on the couch and watch TV. <laughs> you know, I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid and parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bat suit. I'm talking out of my head, I know that. I'm saying crazy stuff over and over, like, yes, dear, yes, dear. At breakfast the other day, I meant to say, honey, please pass the pepper. But what, what slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized. <laughs> Just as soon as I regained consciousness. Thank you. Later, Ray Stevens will be back to perform his hit song, Everything is Beautiful. An acrobatic act, Christian Stoinev and Scooby stop by. Stay with Huckabee. Go to MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. I'm pretty excited because this next act has entertained crowds in Las Vegas at NBA halftime shows, as well as on Nickelodeon's Unleashed. Also, winners of Germany's Got Talent and finalists on America's Got Talent. Please welcome to our stage the amazing Christian Stonev and Scooby.
Wow, that was great. Thank you so much. Oh, Christian, I'm, I'm watching. This is a chihuahua? Yeah, he's a chihuahua. I mean, I've never seen a chihuahua do much more than bark. This is pretty impressive. Oh, he does that too sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's uh, very proud of him. You know, he's come a long way. And uh, a lot of these things are just kind of learning their personalities and stuff. So... You know, with him, like, he always played with this little ball, and I was like, I love basketball. So kind of trying to figure out how I could put two and two together, and now we have him dunking, so it's pretty cool. You know, Keith wanted to try out these uh, uh, acrobatic things of yours, so he's okay. going to do that later on in the show. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can borrow him, though. Probably not. We'll skip that part. <laughs> you know, I've got two dogs, and they barely can just come when they're called for dinner, and I'm watching him, and I'm just thinking... Boy, oh boy, I wish I'd turned my dogs over to you for a while to train them to do some cool stuff and entertain me. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, um, I will say, uh, so the act is known as Christian and Scooby, and uh, I just want to say that this one was dedicated to Scooby because uh, he, the original just passed hmm. a couple of days ago. So. Oh, so sorry. That's and a member of the sorry family. If I just got no, myself. you know um, what? We all identify with that. Everybody's got a dog, totally gets it. So if it totally. wasn't for him, we wouldn't be doing this, and uh, from him, it went to Percy, uh. who's eight years old, and he's still performing, but Milo's almost two, and he's making his uh, DTV debut, and he, uh. and he nailed Wonderful. it. Well, he has done great. I can't believe his debut. Yeah. And you so. know what? He is just so poised. I did notice there was one time when you had him up in the air. <laughs> I saw his little tail shake, and I'm thinking, <laughs> he's not real sure yet, Christian. Yeah, so he's getting there, but it just... Uh, now that I'm gathered, thank you for withstanding that. But it's awesome that it comes full circle and that just that, that legacy that Scooby started out is continuing on. And it's pretty awesome. You know, you're so much fun to watch. And, and the joy that you have from doing it, the love you have for uh, the dog and, and just being able to entertain people in Vegas at NBA games, to be a finalist on America's Got Talent, and then winning Germany's Got Talent. They didn't have yeah. any. They had to import some <laughs> so that you could win it for them. Well, was... I will say um, there was a lot of talent out there, and it's kind of what made it so awesome to be able to win and uh, be able to obviously be announced the winners there because we, you know, it wasn't like for the final we thought we were going to just, like, take control and sweep the competition. There were really great acts and other people there that were very, very talented. And so we're thankful for the people there that they voted us as the champions, and it meant a lot, you know. So coming so close, like you mentioned, on America's Got Talent, yeah. being finalists, you kind of, you don't really think about it when you're on a show like that till later because in the moment you just are so nervous and you want to put on a great performance for the millions watching that later you're like, wow, I was a finalist. Like, that was pretty close. So to win one, uh, that, that meant a lot. So that was pretty awesome. I'm going to tell you, you're a winner here. We love you. This was great and so happy to have you here, Christian. Well, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And you can keep up with Christian and Scooby and book them for your event, which, I mean, after watching them tonight, I bet you want to do that. Follow them on social media at C.A. Stonev right there on your screen. Now, if you thought that was fun to watch from home, just imagine what it was like to be here in the studio. Go to Huckabee.tv to reserve your free tickets for an upcoming show. Next week on Huckabee, Las Vegas ventriloquist Terry Fader and Statler brother Don Reed. And welcome back. How about a big hand of applause for Trey Corley and the Music City Connection? Yeah. 
Well, when Sean Foyt was in college, he launched a worship and prayer movement that now spans over six continents. He's released over 22 albums, co-authored five books, founded an online school, and started several global mission movements. And I thought I worked hard just to write the forward for his new book, which I was very honored to do. The book is called Brazen, Be a Voice, Not an Echo. Please give a big welcome to Sean Foyt. Thanks for coming, Sean. Honored to be here. Thanks for having me. You know, I have a feeling just because the forward was written by this guy named Mike Huckabee, <laughs> people are going to want your book. Sure. Oh, of course. It's a big part of why we did it. Well, the essence of the book, be a voice, not an echo. There, there, there's a lot of echo chamber stuff going on in our culture. What is your challenge to people today, and especially young people? You have a great outreach uh, to younger people. What is it that we're missing? Well, I, you know, my heart in, in writing that was to share a little bit of the journey, but also encourage people that, you know, we got to go against the grain sometimes. And we, we can't be afraid to swim upstream. We can't be worried about the mob and the trolls online and whatever. We got to do what yeah. God's called us to do. And, you know, even when it seems like it's not popular or it seems like it, it, it doesn't go along with the narrative of what we're seeing, um, but we just have to do it, and, and the Lord will be there with us, and he'll make a way, and people will follow. You had the number one worship album in the world on iTunes for several days. Just got released mm -hmm. last week. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't ever remember a worship uh, recording ever making the top 50, much less number one. <laughs> was that just a God thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think it's, it. I mean, I'm just laughing about it because, you know, we're here in Nashville yeah. and the record labels and the companies are scratching their heads. This was an independent release. It was captured live in Washington, D.C. And, uh, and it just shows that where the industry is might not be where the people are. Uh, you, you think? <laughs> yeah. I think you may be right. Yeah. <laughs> well... You did another thing. Talking about brazen, you ran for Congress this year. So, obviously, that is of interest to me. Yeah. Motivation for that, what was it? You know, the, the, what motivated me to do that, I think that I've been to so many prayer meetings and been a part of so many things to, to, to see a change in, in government. I live in California, which is crazy. It is. And yes. uh, it only heightens as you're, you know, I have four kids. I have a family there. And to see the things coming down in the state, to see the attack on family, the attack on Judeo-Christian biblical values, I just was like, we got to do something, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've done enough prayer meetings. I've done enough rallying. I've preached enough. Like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring, give it a whirl, and see what God does. Would you do it again? <laughs> I mean, if he calls me to do it, I'll do it. I don't yeah. have any immediate plans. It's pretty intense, as you know. Yes, it is. But, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand. First of all, I, I'm sure there were people who said to you, as they did to me, all through my political life, well, you didn't really think you would win, did you? And you want to slap them, you know, just flat out hit them. <laughs> of course I thought I was going to win yet. What do you think I did this far? You know, I, I just want to say, are you stupid? Yeah, I thought I was going to win. But when you don't, God still uses yeah. the effort yeah. to teach you a lot of things. What, what do you feel like you learn from the experience of well, running for Congress? Yeah, I mean, in, in even the book details a lot of that because I start out sharing how, man, I lost on Super Tuesday, which I wasn't expecting to, yeah. you know? Um, and 
and and was really devastated, not knowing that the Lord was was you know. There's this quote by Billy Graham I love that says, "When a courageous man takes a stand, the spines of everyone else are stiffened." Mm. And I and I didn't realize at the time the Lord was stiffening my spine and preparing me for this season, yeah. which is even more intense than running as a conservative in California. Christians in many areas seem to be so afraid that they're gonna be disliked. And I, I see, to me, something very frightening. Pastors who kind of are becoming woke. Right. And they wanna be popular, they wanna be loved by the community and not criticized. How can we live in this culture and, and expect to be beloved? I think, you know, courage and boldness uh, wins the day. I, I, yeah. I believe that. I believe in what we're seeing across America. You know, we've been in 50 cities now. We were here in Nashville a couple weeks back, had 10,000 people showed up wow. downtown. Just an organic uh, get yeah, together. Yeah, just an organic, yeah. you know. Incredible. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. And it goes to show you that people are looking for bold leadership. And I think that right now, more than ever, we're, we're in a leadership crisis across mm. America. I think yeah. in the church... You know, COVID, the, uh, the, the election, the intensity of the season we're in has really shaken everything that can be shaken. And people right now are looking for leaders that will, will take a bold stance. And it's nothing different than the church has done for 2,000 years. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we forget that uh, the prophets like Jeremiah, Isaiah, and others, Amos, uh, they were never invited back for their second meeting. <laughs> yeah. Truth is, they didn't get invited for the first one. They just showed up <laughs> true. and did what God told them to do. And, and that's really, I think, the message that you're getting out there and through the book Brazen is just be bold. Get out there and do what God leads you to do. Be obedient and, and fearless. And Sean, I hope that you encourage a lot of people Thank to you. take their faith seriously enough to stand up, be bold, be fearless, and to go out and, and to take the stand. You've done that. And the book is one in which I hope people will realize. Please come back and visit with us again. Yeah, I would love to. Sean Foyt. Keith, why don't you tell our viewers how they can get their own copies of Sean's new book, Brazen. Well, you can get Brazen anywhere books are sold. Visit his website, seanfoyt.com, to find Sean's other books and his music and more. There you can also learn about and donate to his various global missions. Coming up, Grammy Award winner Ray Stevens celebrates the 50th anniversary of Everything is Beautiful on Huckabee. Is it possible it's been five decades since Ray Stevens released his multi-million selling number one hit song, Everything is Beautiful? Ray won two Grammy Awards for that song, leading into his chart-topping career and becoming a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Now, Ray just released his 50th anniversary edition of Everything is Beautiful, and you can get your copy anywhere music is sold. Now, for information, go to raystevens.com. Now... Here to perform Everything is Beautiful with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection with Mike on Bass is Ray Stevens. There are those who would divide us based upon our race, pit the poor against the wealthy, deride us for our faith, stir up mindless anger, trash our history, exaggerate our differences, destroy our unity. But 
We are well aware of those who use diversity for their own evil purpose to divide you and me. So we will stand together now, like so many times before, to defend our common freedom and remind the world once more that everything is beautiful in its own way. Like a starry summer night or a snow-covered winter's day. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. And under God's heaven, the world's gonna find a way. There is none so blind as he who will not see. We must not close our minds. We must let our thoughts be free. Every hour passes by. You know the world gets a little bit older. It's time to realize that beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder.
Lord, someday I will still be here. And if the going gets too hard along the way, 